No representation is made that the quality of podcasting performed is greater than the quality of podcasting performed by other podcasters. Welcome to the Bullhorn Podcast. We talk about all the bullshit happening in the world. If it's in the news or on social media, we discuss it here. Hey, listen, if you like the show, remember to subscribe on your podcast player so you get all new episodes as soon as they release. And we would love it if you follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Bullhorn Pod. Any questions, comments, complaints, you can call the voicemail number 856 856- Five nine nine five, whoops, eight five six five nine nine eight five five eight. Don't have that number remembered yet. And also, you can email us bullhornpod at gmail.com. One of your hosts, John, alongside me is Bob. How you doing, Bob? Happy Independence Day, John, and everybody out there. Yeah, we are recording this on Independence Day. You're not going to hear yes. this on Independence Day because I have to edit and get everything out. But we are recording on Independence Day. Happy belated Independence Day, Happy everybody. Happy belated Independence <laughs> Day. Here's the thing. This is a very, very weird Independence Day because it's almost where half the country is ashamed of being an American and the other half of the country thinks that the people that are ashamed are nuts, in well, my that's, humble opinion. I think that's what the media would like for you to believe. Yes. I think in all actuality, it's it's 10% of the country is ashamed, and the rest of us are just like, oh, shut the hell up and go go back to playing video games. Do you think it's 10%? It's really weird. I would love to know. I would love to know the percentages. But they are a very powerful 10%. Because as we get into our first couple of stories, we're going to talk about cancel culture and what's going on. And I got to tell you, I've never been so excited for a cancellation of a person as I am for this Harvard graduate who was fired from her dream job for threatening to stab All Lives Matter supporters. I'll be honest with you, I'm against cancel culture, but this one's on the other side. So I'm, I'm loving it. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I've been very busy the last few days, so I've been caught up on everything. But uh, when you put this on the board, as a topic, I was like, what? Oh, come on. This is this is the opposite. She, This chick cancels herself. Well, here's the thing, Bob. Two things, first of all. The fact that I am your news creator or curator, not creator, curator, is very scary. That you're, that I, you're getting your news from me. That's scary, number one. Number two, when I first saw this video, when it first came out, where she said, I want to stab anyone that says all lives matter. And then when you're bleeding out, I want to show you my paper cut and say my cut matters too. So she wasn't really, in my humble opinion, she wasn't threatening to stab people to say all lives matter. She was like, if I stab people that said all lives matter and then showed you my paper cut and said, hey, my paper cut also matters. I get that analogy. Yes. I think that's what she was doing. Her execution of the message was piss poor and 
very foolish for somebody who just graduated from Harvard and landed what she called her dream job. Which was an internship with a newspaper, I think. It, was, it wasn't It was a job. Unless it was a paid internship, it was a... But again, it meant something to her. Um, says that she was, uh, she was in an analyst role at consulting giant... Oh. Uh, Deloitte... I, I'm sorry for my enunciation. Okay. Del, I don't know if that's Del, Delois or something. I don't know. Again, I I thought it was a, someone had said it was a uh, internship at a newspaper where she was going to be. So, and again, we're getting this from the news app TikTok where she went on TikTok and then she put this up and then it went viral. When you go to TikTok, your whole job is to get a viral video. That's what you're trying to do. Yeah. She got it. Then she got fired. And then the best part of this is, I'm sorry, I can't help it. It's the best part of this, is that the uh, the response from her when she got fired or canceled, I just don't understand where if you make a mistake, your whole life has to be ruined. You can't make money. You need to be fired from your job. doesn't matter when you have children or well, well, bills well, to pay. Well, that only matters if you're not on their side. Oh, I know that. Yeah, if if you're not on their side, you uh you don't they don't want you to die. They just want you to have a really shitty life. Well, not only that, but here's the thing too is there's redemption if you're on like Jimmy Kimmel's going to come back in September after he, you know, he was found to uh, have black blackface yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Well, he gets a pass. He's hey, one of them. He's one of he's, them. I, I guess it's like if you've paid the bills for so long for that side or or if you've carried the torch long enough for that side you you get a pass on certain things like you're allowed to boo-boo yeah the governor of virginia in blackface or in a kkk hood they're not sure which one he is in one of the two you know normally it's like jehovah's witnesses you know you, you make one mistake and you're shunned uh sarah silverman was in classic blackface that's fine howard stern did blackface that was fine. And, and it cracks me up because Howard Stern, well, I don't know if he's fine. But again, you can't cancel him. He's uncancelable, so it doesn't make a difference. But some of these people are cancelable. Cancel. Cancelable? It's not even a word. It's you're using cancel in a way that you can't, that you shouldn't be able to use it. Cancelable? Well, you know, these trying times, uh, they give cause to create words that don't exist. Yes, like adulting. Yes. Now, adult is now a verb, adulting. So mm-hmm. anyhow, here is uh, Clara Janover, or Janover, I guess that's her name. Yeah. We'll go with that. Here's her response. Trump supporters just took my job away from me. I've gotten death threats, rape threats, violent threats. It was okay, but now it doesn't make me future. My future is entirely compromised because Trump supporters have decided to come for my life. God, this sucks. You guys suck. I'm too strong for you. I'm too strong for any of you. All lives matter. Raises Trump supporters. It sucks, but it doesn't suck as much as systemic racism. And I'm not going to stop using my platform to advocate for it. And I'm sorry, Deloitte, that you can't see that. That you are cowardice enough to fight somebody who's going to make an indelible change in the world and is going to have an impact. 
Well, Claire, I don't know if you're going to make an impact. And be honest with you, sweetie, just relax. You're not even famous enough for anybody to care. 15, 20 minutes, you'll be able to go back to work again. Although, Bob, one of the things they do now is they check your social media. They run a Google check on you. Mm-hmm. So there are companies that are going to go look for this. They're going to see this, and they're going to try to find it now. I'm sure even though she cancels, you know, I'm sure even if she deletes the TikTok, I got this off of YouTube. Somebody downloaded this onto YouTube. So she, it's out of her control now. It's out there. Something tells me that just the generation of this person, uh, being of that generation, she's not going to learn from this. She's going to get another job that's going to be probably one that one of us would only dream to have and have it all cushy and easy. And, and I'll be damned if she probably will do this again. No, here's the thing. I, I disagree with you, and I'll tell you why. It's the child with his hand on the stove. You tell the child, don't put your, you know, put your hand on the stove. Don't put your hand on the stove. What do they do? They put their hand on the stove. They get burnt. It's not bad, but every time they go near that stove, now they're cautious because they got hurt. Yeah, but she did this video in a poor way. I, I agree with you, what you said in, in the beginning about she just executed it wrong. It was, it was a good analogy, but the way she put it was terrible. So because of her own actions... She went through some shit. She lost her job. Yeah, it, TikTok. You go. No. You go on a TikTok. You get fifteen seconds or sixty seconds. So she did a fifteen-second TikTok where she wanted to post this together, and was it the best? No, but it was a TikTok. It's not like she put out a declaration that was, you know, vetted and all that. She was walking somewhere and she said, "You know what would make a good TikTok?" And she did it and put it out there. And then, listen, over on TikTok, like in life, there is Trump supporters and Trump detractors. And as soon as the Trump uh, supporters got a hold of this, they made it go viral. And now she's in a world of shit. And I'm sick of this cancel culture. Here's the problem, though. She did something. Her work held her accountable for it. But should they? Yeah. If it reflects upon their firm whatsoever, I think it should. Nobody would know. And here's, and I got to say, here's another thing about you corporations and you businesses and all the cow tail and bend a knee to this type of nonsense. Shame on you. Shame on you. You know what you say? I'll tell you what. I don't give a shit what she thinks about Trump and all this other stuff and Black Lives Matter. I don't care. You know what she does? She does a great job at being an admin. She does everything I ask her to do. She's promptly on time and all that other stuff. And if you don't like it, sorry. Don't do business with us. If her being employed here is an issue, then don't do business with us. Because most of the people that are saying they're not going to do business with them aren't doing business with them anyhow. So when companies, who just did this? Somewhere, someone, I think it was Wendy's, maybe not. Somewhere, someone was being canceled. And Wendy's, like back in 2016, responded to them over something that was on social media way before they were even famous. I think the person complimented Wendy's and Wendy's went back and said, oh, thank you very much. So the, someone saw that tweet, called out Wendy's and Wendy said, you know what? When we have a, a customer that's happy, we respond back to them and thank them. If that's an issue, then don't, don't eat our hamburgers. And we know how much you love Wendy's because they put cheese on shit that you don't want cheese on. 
<laughs> they just make you pay for it. They don't have. They don't right. necessarily they, put it right. on. Right. If there. you take the, if you make them take the cheese off, they don't give you a discount. They make you still pay the cheese price. Exactly. I understand that. That that's something to be upset about. I get that. But that's what businesses need to. Be, when someone says, you know what, we're not going to drink Coca Cola anymore because of what Chick Fil A, because you gave money to the Salvation Army and a couple of charities. That you earned the money that you earned, you gave it to charities we don't like. We're not eating with you anymore, which is um, bullshit. Because if you ever try to go to a Chick Fil A, the lines around the block. You can't even I was get there. More upset with I think it's Dan Cathy is his name uh, yeah. saying that white people should shine black people's shoes. Oh, is that, that a is new one? Not the message we need. Yeah, about two weeks ago he <sighs> came out. He he was doing a doing an interview with um with a, a black gentleman. Uh, probably probably. Somebody who's well known, I didn't pay attention to who, uh, you know, because I'm a narcissist. So, anyway, you know, if it's not me, well, that's not me. I don't care about about his name. So, yeah, the the Kathy got up and uh, that's the last name. He's the son mm-hmm. of S. S. Truett. Got up and walked over and says, uh, basically, said white people need to, and he knelt down and said, white people need to start shining black people's shoes. I didn't even shine my own shoes. All right, so I'm not shining anybody else's shoes. I, I don't really owe anybody anything. I haven't done anything wrong. I, I handle all of all of my affairs. I'm not a burden to a single human on this planet, except for maybe the listener, and that's it. So kiss my ass. I'm not shining your fucking shoes. Right, and then I'm sorry, but the the woke people, the people that are the white women, and I use this term loosely, men that are out there with the Black Lives Matter. And don't get me wrong, Black Lives Matter. As far as I'm concerned, until Black Lives Matter, all lives don't matter, okay? But the organization Black Lives Matter, I'm not down with. Again, they're just a money funnel to the Democratic Party. That's number one. And then number two, it's just a horrible, horrible organization, in my humble opinion, which I'm allowed to have. I'll be canceled next week. I don't care. Listen. You want to take away this privilege? Be my guest. I don't know what else you could take from me. But the thing is that these people that are out running around, this is kind of like pity racism. It's like, listen, I'm sorry, black people. You aren't able to handle your affairs. We're going to take over for you, and we're going to do your protesting for you, and we're going to yell for you because you can't seem to get it right. You've been doing this for 400 years, and look where you're at now. We'll take over. And to me, that's more racist than anything else. As far as I'm concerned, I just say, hey, I treat everybody the same. I treat everybody as equal. That is not racism. You know, they're, they're trying to cure something that I think is curable, but it's not going to happen within a span of days or weeks or even months. It's going to take it's gonna take some time. quite possibly a decade and it, everybody needs to, I don't want to use the term be reprogrammed, but that's kind of, I mean, everybody needs to realign or, or re, you know, reevaluate what their role is on this planet and, and telling others that, you know, that they should be enslaved or that they're lesser is not, that is not your role. So saying that because you're a white person, you're better than everybody else. That is, that is not, you're wrong. I think what happens, to be honest with you, I think there is definitely been some situations as far as uh, black people trying to buy housing, black people trying to accrue uh, wealth, 
mm-hmm. uh, that they've been get loans, business loans, business loans, like that. and stuff like that. I think they've been hampered, and that needs to change. I'm I'm 100 for that. All right, I think in there's uh, situations in where uh, black uh, schools in the black neighborhoods have not been funded, or the teaching has been I'm going to say subpar, so they don't get the same education as students, uh, you know, in white neighborhoods or mixed neighborhoods would get. I think that needs to change. I, I mean, well, there's part things- of that's parenting. Because these those kids that go to those schools, the majority of them are from broken homes, um, you know, single parent homes, living with grandmama. Well, I got to tell you, there's more and more single white females raising children without husbands or, or a male figure in their lives. And that's an issue. That's going to be the same issue. It's it's the same. It doesn't matter what color. And, and, it, and I think it needs to stop. And I trust me. I'm divorced. I'm not one to talk on this subject, although I have children that we co-parent and I think we do a good job co-parent. I'm in there in the children, you know, I'm in my kids' lives and, you know, they call me and talk to me and, and, you know, we, when there's issues, we get a chance to talk things out. So there is a male presence in their lives. Now, that being said, I know a lot of people that I know that their kids have grown up and the father's not even in the picture. And then, so what happens is you get boyfriend, 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 and that's no good. And then they're scared of the male. They're scared of a a male figure in their lives because they really haven't had a stable one. I get that. I understand that. Well, there's the address side of that that postcard as well. And you have guys like myself and both of my older brothers who we raised our kids by ourselves because the mothers, all three of them, fled. Okay, that's so. That's a very, very. I would say if you put that on a, you know, on a scale, that is very. There's not that many people like you, although your whole family's that way. Me and both my brothers, <laughs> we know how to pick them. So and and you know, two of them went to you know drugs. One of them moved into a nudist colony because she wanted to find herself. Well, that's one way to find yourself if you're in a nudist colony because you're all there. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, you find yourself and everybody else. Well, let me ask you this question about the woman that went to the news colony. Was she a good looker? Mm-mm-mm. No? Or really are any of them. You ever notice that anybody at a, a nude beach is really not somebody that you want to be at a nude beach? And I And that's guess. just kind of a thing. I, I lived in uh, Florida for quite a while, and they had a couple of nude beaches in the area. And I, uh, Yeah, I, you wouldn't catch me one. This body doesn't need to be seen by a lot of people. Well, I mean, back then, my, you know, mine was I, you know, I was younger, but, uh, it just, uh, I've, it just feels weird, you know, being clothed all the time and then not being clothed. It just, it's weird. You walk outside naked, you feel instantly feel odd. I gotta be honest with you. There's a lot of times where I walk around this house naked, you know, I might not be clothed all day, you know, doing stuff around the house, no clothes on. I don't have a problem with that. It's when you go out into public. That's the problem. Now, I live by myself, and there's nobody around here. For me, nobody needs to see all this, you know, melted candle without any clothes on, to be honest with you. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into another story here. Let's go the other way. White couple arrested after gun pulled on black mother and daughter in Michigan. A white couple, they're at a Chipotle. Apparently, the white woman, who I think is pregnant, bumped into a a 15-year-old girl who was black. They say that she didn't say, excuse me, or sorry, or they didn't. she didn't apologize. Maybe she said, excuse me, and then the, the girl thought she said, excuse me, like it was the other girl's fault, whatever. 
What happened after this is they followed the man and the husband and wife out into the park a lot. She's trying to get in the car. They're yelling and screaming. Why don't you apologize? Why'd you bump into her? This and that. Now there's, again, two different stories. We don't know which is true because there's no video on that part, but we picked the, the video up is they're yelling at the woman as she's trying to get in the car. The husband and the wife are not engaging. They're just trying to get in the car. The white woman gets in the car. She rolls down the window and she says, listen, we're not racist. Not everybody's racist. You know, we, we value you. We like you. You know, we don't have problems with you. Okay. I think she even said sorry at that point. And again, I'm not I'm paraphrasing. I did watch the video a couple times. So now she rolls up the window. The, the husband is there. He's still trying to get her in the car and he's trying to leave. So they said something about to him and he just says to them, what the fuck is wrong with you? That was a bad thing to say. Although I'm sure at this point he wanted to club them like a baby seal. Yeah. Because of all this yelling and stuff. They just want to get in the car. They want to get out of there. They want to go home. So he says, what the fuck is wrong with you? And they start yelling back at him. You racist. You this, you that. So he tries to get around and comes around the car. Now, the video at this point drops down, so you can't see it. The mother, because you hear, get away from the car. The mother goes to behind the car as they're trying. She gets behind the car, and then you hear someone hitting the car. Now, I'm pretty sure it was the mother, but you can't tell through the video. Now, the woman comes out, the white woman comes out of the car with a pistol, and she's like, get back, get back. And they start talking, and she jacks a shell in. She ratches... You know, she racks a shell in there and she's holding. This woman isn't like that lady in St. Louis. This lady knows what she's doing. She's been trained. She backs, she retreats behind the car and she's screaming at him. Get the fuck back. Get the fuck back. Get the fuck back. Now, she feels like she, her life's in danger. They're hitting the car. If you've even watched the news, you know what happens. If people get around the car, they attack the car. Yeah. They, they break windows. She's pregnant, hormonal. You know how pregnant yeah, that's true too. any species yeah. that's pregnant is going to try to protect. Mm-hmm. So so they, they, they back, the black people back up or whatever. She gets it. She lowers the gun. She gets in her car. They get the fuck out of there. Yeah, of course. What do they get for their trouble? White couple in Michigan was arrested Thursday after the video shows the woman pointing a gun at a black mother and her daughter in a restaurant parking lot. The video, which has been viewed nearly 13 million times, shows a white woman shouting, get the fuck back while pointing her gun at a woman filming the incident who urged others to call the police. That's the other thing that cracks me up. So you're not allowed to defend yourself. You're not. Well, and then she's even trying to de-escalate. You know, she's backing up. She just wants to get them away from the back of the car so they can get out of there. So that, yeah, so they can move. The sheriff and deputies arrived at the scene, handcuffed uh, the wife and her husband, seized the weapons. They were presented with two totally different stories. Yeah, I think if they had legal right to carry a firearm, I don't think that they were in the wrong. I haven't seen the video, so all I know is what's in the what I'm you know reading right now and what you've told me, and I don't see a problem. You you start banging on my vehicle and I'm trying to get out of there. I'm gonna just clack back as well and i'm all, i'm not going to get out of the car though i'm just going to point it at you well again here's my problem is that now the, the people surround the cars they're breaking windows with skateboards uh there was a protest i can't remember where it was where a lady goes i think it was in utah lady's trying to get through the crowd she goes slowly through the crowd someone walks up and shoots twice into the car and shoots her jesus she hits the horn twice 
floors it. She goes to the hospital, shot, and they're trying to find the guy who shot, white guy. White guy shot the woman through the windshield or through the side window. Well, listen, if I'm driving down the road and I see a bunch of people with signs, I don't care if it's, you know, save the whales. I'm turning the fuck around and going back the other way. I'm not trying to get through a crowd of people that are protesting. Oh, of That's course not. stupidity. And yeah. I mean with a capital stupidity. Or here's the other thing. If they start surrounding my car and yelling and shit, I'm laying on the horn, putting it in drive, and stomping on the throttle. If you don't want to get hit, get away from my car because I'm leaving. I don't know what you think you're doing here, but I'm not shooting you. But if you're in front of my car, I'll run you over. Yeah. Get the horn is to get the that's get the fuck out of the way. I'm leaving and I'm leaving quickly. I'm not yeah, slowing just, down and trying to make sure nobody gets hit or hurt. I'm moving. You'll get two or three of them under the car as you as you drive off, but the rest of them will part like the Red Sea. They'll get the fuck out of the way. I mean, that's the part that I don't get. I mean, your life is, you know, I think I think it's fair in that kind of a scenario for you to feel like your life is in danger. You have a my angry mob that is, you know, hitting your vehicle, et cetera, et cetera, not getting out of out of the way. Uh, you know, you're like move mother. You know, you lay on the horn, whatever. They that should be, you know, Enough. universal for get the fuck out of the way. And if you don't, guess what? You should. Uh, you're going to get ran over, and the driver should not be yelled at fault. No, at, not at all. If you're protesting out on a road and blocking roads and blocking things like, I'm sorry, no, no, no. Again, holding up traffic. To me, you know, they say it's a peaceful protest. Well, when is it not a peace? It's a peaceful protest until it's not, and then somebody is injured, or somebody gets hurt, or somebody gets killed. It's getting crazier and crazier out there. All right, so what did this couple so far? So not only did they get arrested, now they got to get a lawyer. The husband was fired from his job at Oakland University on Thursday. We have seen the video, and we deem his behavior unacceptable because he said, what the fuck is wrong with you? After being screamed at, you know, probably out the door, into the parking lot. I think it's more cancel culture shit. Right? His employment has been terminated by the university. In a news conference, the sheriff reflected on tense nationwide situations. We see situations where tension, there's a quick acceleration to anger and sometimes physical violence. My plea is please let us all try to be the voice of calm in the storm. And remember, each one of us is a human being that deserves respect. It's very sad for me to see what's going on in these communities across the country. Okay. She tried to de-escalate. It did not work. She felt threatened. She pulled a gun. She didn't pop a cap in their ass. She didn't shoot. She used a gun as a deterrent to back them off. Then she got in a car and she left. So here's my problem. And I'm going to solve this in one quick word for all this. I know who's at fault. The politicians. Donald Trump. Now, well, okay, he's a politician. Orange man bad. Politicians. They do not want to be in the middle of this. Okay, so who makes the most noise? The cancel culture. They are making the most noise. I need to be reelected, so who am I going to... It doesn't matter what's right and wrong. i got to get the most people on my side, so when I go for election, I'm not going to be voted against. I'm not going to be canceled. That's the problem. Right now, common sense is out the window. We don't have anyone... I mean, if you anybody that watches that video and sees that that woman was just trying to get the fuck out of that parking lot without getting beat up 
Yeah, have anything happen to her or her, her husband her party. Yeah, right. That's all she wanted to do was leave. She just wanted to get in the car and leave. They probably should have just went through a drive-through, um, gotten some McDonald's or Burger King. No, no, no. Stay that's the hell out it. of no. Chipotle. <laughs> no. The thing that's the is, lesson here, John. You just have to, you know, in other words, you try to be nice, and as soon as somebody else starts, they're screaming at you and everything, and as soon as they touch you or threaten you in any way, you have the right to defend yourself. She did not hurt anybody. Nobody was hurt in that situation. Right. She didn't get out of the car and start shooting. No. I mean, listen, if she got out of the car and... (laughs) And then that was it, then okay. I would say she escalated. She did not. She moved backwards. I'll tell you what, she moved backwards like like an army ranger, man. Her, Her foot, you know, her footwork was impeccable. She knew what she was doing. She had been trained. She used commands to get them to do what they, you know, to get out of the way so she didn't have to use her gun. She did everything she could not to shoot these people. And she's still charged with aggravated assault. Give me a fucking break. Here's the thing. Everywhere, defund the police. Get rid of the police. No police. Well, what happens in situations like this? They're yelling. Everybody's yelling, call the police. There's not going to be any more police. So more and more... Do you know how many people bought guns in these last two months? There are none in the display cases. They're all gone. How many people applied for gun first-time gun buyers? Yeah. It's through the roof. It's through the roof. Yeah. Because if, if the police, in a polite society, if you can't get the police to handle this kind of situation, you're going to handle it yourself. I have uh, handguns that I paid, you know, four or five, six hundred dollars for that I could sell for damn near double that right now just because there are none they can't make them fast enough no to be honest with you i think that's a fantastic idea because i now more and more people are buying guns now more and more people are seeing that guns are you know what they can be used for forget about trying to repeal the second amendment that'll never fucking happen now there's no no way no they can have my guns i want five million dollars a piece and a thousand dollars for each round of ammunition that i have that's the buyback price i don't think they're going to go with that bob i think it's going to be like uh, when if they wanted to take the front of your property they'll give you what they think it's worth not what eminent domain yes Yes. yeah well then then they can go outside and play hide and go there's no way there is no when i say no way there is no way you can even think about trying to repeal the second amendment and get rid of guns now no, I've had this conversation with a mutual, we'll say friend, and you know, I think you know who I'm talking about. There, where they have no guns there, oh, but they yeah. also only have a population of 25 million. And it's like, yeah, you could. You, so you probably only had like maybe five million guns in the whole country. We had 300 million before all this bullshit started. I can't even. It's probably 400 million now. Uh, it's yeah, it's probably gone up. They can't uh, even like again. They can't even make them fast enough to get them back into the gun case. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I know ammunition. Like I, I see. I have a few pawn shops that I, I, I like their page on, on like Facebook, and they'll post, "Hey, got in, uh, got in a whole case of nine millimeter ammo. uh, You know, one hundred and eighty one grain, whatever." Be right over. Yeah, there's and twenty minutes later, it's sold. Sure. Like the entire box. Right. So. Glad, you know, one time my wife went out, this was during the Obama years, and she she, she bought me like five, 6,000 rounds of 
nine millimeter 380 and uh i still have almost all of them so but here's the thing and this is another reason why i think that it's a good i it's really good for the country that people are buying so many guns forget about what's going on in this country you see china puffing their chest out you see russia puffing their chest out now like we're fighting amongst each other and trust me when they see that now there's not only 300 million guns now there's 400 450 million guns 500 million guns here you think they're not going to think twice about coming over here? The sad thing is a lot of the ammunition was probably made over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care where it is. As long as it shoots, I don't care where it's made, to be quite yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't see a downside to this, although I hate to see, and to be honest with you, I hate to see a civil war start. And I can actually see, I, for the first time, when I... Yeah, they're going to be a civil war. People used to say, ah, that'll never happen. I can see it now because we're not talking to each other. Well, it, it won't be geographically divided um no obviously because it's all mixed in all every state and every county etc cetera, etc cetera. i mean it's all mixed in so it'll just be a, a war out in the streets and i think it's it's just stupid listen i agree but i don't know where and how it stops if you think that this is all going to stop once trump if they if they get trump out of office it will not it'll just flip-flop because for the past three years people that support trump conservatives and, and other people that support Trump have been inundated by the people that are not Trump supporters and they've seen how they've been treated. So now you're going to put, Jesus Christ, you're going to put Biden in there, right? And while he's trying to get his cream of wheat down in the morning, the other side's going to attack. They're not going to let up either. This is where we lost it. Before it used to say, you know, I could say, you know what, Bob, I don't really agree with that, but you know what? I will support your right to think that way. Although, I will never agree with you. That part of supporting your ability to believe in what you believe has, has gone out the window. And that's what's wrong. Once we get back to that, things will calm down. I don't think that'll ever, I don't know if that'll ever happen again. Well, that's, that's the argument, is that, is that they think that their idea and my idea cannot exist in this, on the same planet. And um, they're fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I, I go back to the thing where it's the Karens. It's the Karens of the world. The Karens of the internet and the Karens of the world that are out there that are just trying to see the manager. And then they're upset. They're now they're pissed off because they don't like the name Karen. The name Karen being memed up as it has, has uh, slowed the number of babies that have been given the name Karen. <laughs> That's amazing. That, that is, is absolutely stupid. Yeah, would you name your kid Karen now? There's no way. Well, it depends why I was doing it. If it was my mother's name and I wanted, you know, that reason or my grandmother, whatever. Different. Something. Maybe, you know, middle name. I would imagine the name Donald. Not as, as we're sitting here. Oh, my God. As we're sitting here recording, there's a window that's facing the road. And as we're sitting here recording this, there is a white 6869 Cadillac convertible coming down the road with uh, American flags on all four corners. Bunting. And Trump 2020 Dennis. <laughs> wow. Is, that, is your area where you live, is it uh, pretty pretty red or is it it's uh, mixed. kind of mixed in? It's really? mixed, yeah. I well, would say good. it's very, very mixed, to be quite it's honest. Good. It's good. It's good to have different opinions. I would think that that guy better park that car inside the garage. Because people. Yeah, it's probably going to have some uh, egg on it. Absolutely. At least egg. That would be the best thing they would put on it. But it's exactly what I'm talking about. Here's some somebody that's just driving down the road in a w- white car, flags on it, Trump 2020 down the side. 
elbow on the door, just driving with one hand. Kicking. Just loving America. Bonus points if, if it's a black guy driving. Uh, you know, some I didn't look, to be quite honest with you. I wasn't really. You know, Bob. Good, good. I, see, I don't see, see color. That's progress, John. <laughs> it's progress. That's what good see. We're starting it right here on the Bullhorn Podcast. That's right. Ignoring, not even paying attention to color. That's exactly right. So getting back to the Karens, uh, they are upset, and they say that if you use the, they call it now the K word, that it is more harmful and hurtful than the N word. And I was like, what was that? Excuse me? Say that again? And please say it louder so everybody else can hear your bullshit. Was the one that was complaining? Did she have that haircut? You know, the little short Again, on one side. No pictures. Karen's uh, the Karens have really. Why well, say that? The ones that are on the internet are, are hiding behind the keyboards. The ones that I get a kick out of, that are out on the streets, and they they're they're standing in front of police officers, black police officers, and the white women are sitting there yelling at the black police officers how they're racist and how they're the problem and all this. And I'm just like, oh my god. And they're screaming in the cop's face. And with all this COVID shit going on and all this other nonsense going on, why doesn't the guy just take his nightstick and just hit her square in the forehead with it (laughs) and say, back up six feet? What do you do if, what what does Karen do when Karen asks for the manager and the manager walks up and the manager's name is Karen? (laughs) And Karen, the manager, has the same attitude. As Karen, and haircut. the customer, and the yes. and the haircut, and then they this would even be better. They get in a <laughs> fist fight in the store, and now you got to now you start throwing the money on the floor, betting on which Karen's going to win: Karen the customer or Karen the manager. It's going to be Karen the officer. Karen the officer that, that comes in yes. and breaks it up. Pretty much. Ah, oh, would be that would be just oh my god! That, how much fun would that be to watch? You want to hear a clip of a Karen that I got? Sure. All right, this was, uh, I think it was from uh, the uh, Oregon Public Health, and this Karen calls in. Josh, I'm sure you would like to talk to this lady because she's very pleasant. Well, trying to get a hold of anyone in this office is just ridiculous. Yes, I have some questions about town. Are people and businesses in Grants Pass supposed to wear masks? Because they're not wearing masks over at the um, little subway place up north of town. You got a kid drawing your drink, and he's giving it because he can't wear a mask. I mean, aren't restaurant workers supposed to wear masks? And why isn't the guy up there at um, the little pantry up north of town right before you can get on the freeway, why isn't he wearing a mask when he's working while he's coughing? Are masks required of people who work because maybe you better get out and do your goddamn job. Well, Karen. <laughs> what the French toast? I mean, really, you know the guy up the pantry, that guy? Yeah, because, you know, in this town, we know everybody's name and where, where all of them were. Oh, yeah, the kid at the pantry, his name is Frank. Well, Bob. Yeah, come on. Listen, Bob, she gave you names and places and all. I love the ladies like, hey, listen, you deal with this cunt, all right? Here's a voicemail for you. You deal with this piece of shit. That was awesome. Isn't it? Hello. Uh, I'm calling because uh, there are people that are not wearing masks, and I know, because I saw it on the TV, that it is now 
You have to wear a mask out in public. It's a law. I saw it on the TV. And I was out there, and they were not wearing their masks. And you need to get out there and stop them because the COVID-19 is coming for everybody. Ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to contact your local authorities, your local legislators, and tell them about your frustrations because we've been defunded. So I go back to the same thing as a comedian. He's uh, an English comedian and he did a routine about being offended. This was before even all this other shit started, but it's like, I was offended and I have rights. What happens when you get offended? You have the right to be offended. The end. Right. You, you even have the right to offend me when, with your speech, your speech can offend me or your questions about my speech can offend me. Yeah. I mean, you can make fat jokes or jokes about people who stutter and continue to do tomorrow. In any situation, the person that is talking does not have the right to not be offended. In free speech, that's just the way it goes. And the fact that we even have to say this, and, and I know that people are going to see this or hear this because they're not going to see it. They're going to hear this and they're going to say, well, listen to him. This racist, homophobic, transphobic piece of shit. He doesn't understand. We need to silence him. This motherfucker's making sense. This son of a bitch is going to ruin everything. Can't have that. Can't have that. Hold on. Hi, I'm calling the hotline. There's a podcast, the Bullhorn Podcast. There's a guy in there, and he is right now saying everything that I disagree with. I'm traumatized. Ma'am. Please, someone go stop him. Is this a, a black man? He's white. He should know better. He can't. You know why? He's a he's a racist. We have units on the way. I'll be outside, traumatized. Again, please I don't remain know. on the line. <laughs> I, I, this is what this is the shit that goes on. If you don't tap dance to the song they're playing, we're gonna get rid of you. We're gonna cancel you. Remember, John, because I know you're like a, a decade older than me. That hurts. Back in the, but back okay. in the day when you, when you, well, you are. I know. I was just saying. Uh, when you, I was offended. Go ahead. <laughs> back, back when you, you would turn on the radio and there would be a song on it that you just. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You would, you would turn on the radio and there was a song that you didn't like. What did you do? What, what did you do? I, you know what I did? I changed the channel, Bob. No. Yeah, I did. How do you do that? Maybe we need to, that, that needs to be a college course. Well, back in the day, Bob. The radios had buttons on them, and you had you would set the buttons. You would turn it to a station. You would pull the button out and then push it in, and that would p- move it to that station. You mean a button like you have on your shirt? To no, no, Bob. It was like a a push in button. Oh, like on a PlayStation uh, controller. Kind of like a PlayStation controller, but it was yeah, it was much bigger and and bulkier. Back in the day, we used to make things bigger, bulkier, and out of metal. So to change the channel, did you press X, Y, A, or B? No, it was just, they were all, they had no numbers on them. There was like, you got six buttons that you could put on different, you could pick six of your favorite stations. So you had like L1, L2, L3, R1, R2, R3. So if I was sitting there and all of a sudden, um, I don't know, Bob Dylan would come on immediately. Rush. Bob Bob who? Bob Dylan. And then if Rush, as soon as I heard the first uh, couple notes of Rush, poof. I would hit that button or, um, I don't know, a couple other. Uh, God, you're such a boomer. <laughs> yes, I am. You don't like Rush, honestly? No. You know something? I really like the drummer and I like the music that they play. 
but I can't stand the singer's voice. Yeah, it's it, it has to grow on you. It's an acquired taste. I I will agree. Yeah. So yeah. no, no. But the drummer was amazing. Rest, I've rest got in a peace, Neil. Whatever. Your area name is. about right about there. That is just nothing but Rush. About, oh, about people that love Rush love Rush. So, and listen, Bob. You know I, what? I like the old stuff. I got to tell you, Bob. I support your right to like Rush. I don't think you should take all your Rush songs. So you're songs not going to cancel your, me? I'm not canceling you for your, yes. you know, because you like Rush. Awesome. Hey, listen. Very, very progressive of you, John. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, we, we're, it's running late, so we, I want to get into this one thing. We're going to have a segment because apparently uh, we are going to be talking about COVID-19 for quite some time. So I want to get into it. So here's our segment on COVID-19. COVID-19. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I love it. Dueling soundboards. All right. No, that was me. Oh, you did that? <laughs> I swear. That was... What? Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'll have to pull that off your audio. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Students in Alabama who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 have been attending parties in surrounding areas and giving it to other students and there's a contest. They throw a bunch of money in the in like a kitty, and whoever gets it first gets the money. Now, do you do you understand why they're doing that though? Other other than other boredom. Well, I think there's yeah, that's in uh, Tuscaloosa, which is a couple hours from here. Roll Tide. I I like my Alabama football. But here's the thing: the, the kids aren't dying from it, so they're just going to get it. And then that's the point. Herd immunity. Over. Yeah, they're they're going to get it. They're going to get over it, and they're going to get on with their lives. And I only hope that the the media keeps up with this particular story because they, they will not exactly because it's going to prove their you know pandemonium bunch of bullshit wrong because these kids are going to going to all get it. It's inevitable. Some are going to get sick. Some will not. They won't show any, any, you know, might have a little cough or, you know, runny nose, whatever, or sneeze. And that's it. That's going to be the extent of it for them. Yeah. Again, you know, there's, I have to go back to this thing of where they're talking about the death rate and they're talking about the testing and they're talking about how all of a sudden all these surges, of course, they're going to have these surges. They're not talking about the death rate because you just got 40,000 cases. Okay, how many deaths out of those 40,000 cases? Well, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that because most of the people they're getting are getting are the younger. I've I've got a clip that kind of for the month of July, and you won't hear probably hear about you know any major numbers uh, as far as deaths go. I don't know if it'll come out during July or if it'll won't be till August when we get the the sum total but this clip should help explain some of the deaths that we see in the month of july hospitals on healthcare workers paramedics and doctors and nurses it's really taking a toll on the nation and the healthcare system in general and especially um you know with the increased number of hospitalizations and cases it puts a strain during july which is a very important time of the year because we tend to see more deaths in the month of july because of the new um healthcare professionals that are entering um the residency program so we've got a lot to do it comes down to simple wait a minute wait 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 wait, wait. stop 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 Wait, yeah. wait, 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 you're about to make something really uh, an important point about masks. But what did you tell me? You just said that uh, in the month of July, you see death rates increase because you've got new 
students or yeah. medical, you know, professionals coming online? Sure. What is, so, yes, what July mean? is when, all, yes, July is typically the month where we have people who, pay, uh, doctors, they graduate medical school and they enter residency. So sometimes we tend to see increase in the rates of medical errors and deaths. Um, that's just something that, you know, is well known in the medical field. Um, so that just goes to show you, we have the burden of this virus uh, with new doctors on board. Of course, they're always being supervised by professional, well-trained doctors. But just something to keep in mind is simple measures of protecting yourself so you don't have to enter the hospital, not only because it's July, but we also have another holiday that um, we're approaching, 4th of July, next week. Um, we don't want to see a remake of um, increase in the number of cases like we did with Memorial Day. But again, just simple measures of wearing your mask, a facial a cloth covering, physical distancing, avoiding crowds, and keeping your hands washed and clean until we get a vaccine. That's the only way um, to eradicate this virus. So what they're saying, wear a mask, because if you go to the hospital, Doogie Hauser is going to take you out. Are you kidding me? Because he's he's inexperienced and uh, doesn't know what he's doing. And if you have to get ventilated, well, you're probably going to die. So what I'm hearing right now is they've got a bunch of doctors. Okay. So I'm going to use this as, as when I took my mechanics test as an elevator mechanic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you go through an internship. You go through you know you an apprenticeship. You're working with a mechanic the whole time. Sure. So then all of a sudden you take a test and now you're the mechanic. All right, so now you have to go out there and doing everything. And I'm telling you right now that even though you took all the classes and you work with in the field with other, when it's on you, it's a whole different fucking ball game. And a lot of times you don't have other mechanics out there with you. Now, in the elevator business, they used to come up to you when you took your, your mechanics test. The, the other mechanics would come up to you when you were out. You go out in the field, they'd give you a, a route with all these other elevators you'd have to take care of and stuff. And they'd say, "Listen, kid, don't be a hero." If you get out there and you get into something you don't know, you give me a call and I'll talk right. to it or we'll, we'll send somebody over and we'll walk you through it. All right. This is the same thing that's going to happen here. But there are times where, you know, there was a, a thing that happened in Philadelphia, I don't know, 20 years ago. They had a new mechanic. He went in. He jumped out the circuit for the door locks and someone tried to get on the car and the door, the elevator took off with the door oh. open. It drug him up, popped his head off like a dandelion damn and the woman was inside the car with the guy's head rolling around and she was screaming and his body fell into the pit yeah wow. that was not a good day wow so why did you do that john i wasn't me playing. thank I'm god it wasn't me I'm just well, playing. <laughs> no but i'm saying it's just you know there are things that that new mechanics just don't they're they're trying to get things done they've got a lot of and it's the same thing with doctors there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of patience there's a lot of this there's a lot of that so i never thought about that before about new doctors coming in but that's that's something. Well, and it's July, which is the month that this happens. So don't let's not just because the media says, "Oh, we've had, you know, 37,000 die this month." Well, some of them are probably dead because of incompetence. Right. Listen, you can't come in here with COVID-19. We have fingers to put back on. <laughs> I guarantee that they listed George Floyd as a COVID death. I, he did have it. He had exactly. Thank he you. Did have it guarantees? It. CDC went. Oh, what? What? Oh, this all that on the news and went. Add another one. Ugh. And this has happened in New Jersey. This is where I'm from, New Jersey. So what's going on in New Jersey was they were supposed to open this weekend indoor dining for 25 percent capacity. So they said, okay. So now, for restaurants to get ready, they got to order food, right? They got to set up. 
They ordered the food, everything. Our governor, Governor McBeaverteeth, decided <laughs> a fucking week before this, guess what? Now, uh, there's an uptick around the country, and there's a little bit of an uptick here. We're not going to open indoor dining. And now these people, are, these businesses are fucked. They, he fucked them again. He fucked them again. And I say, you know what you do? All that food that you ordered and all that cost you incurred, you take and you make an invoice and you send it right to fucking, put right on there, Governor McBeaverteeth, payable on demand, and then make him pay you back for all the money that you invested to be able to open up to try to serve customers now. And then the other night, they have outdoor dining. Well, there's a restaurant around here. You know, they got people dying. Pop-up thunderstorm came in, ruined every fucking thing. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It was like it just popped up, and it was like, and then people just fucking left. They all took off. They all ran for their cars. They're doing that here. It's it's actually probably quite quite common. They'll they'll close off a couple of blocks downtown, and they'll allow the uh, restaurants to set up outside in the street. You know, put tables out there and umbrellas and whatnot. And it, it, I mean, I haven't gone down there, but I I have been down there when they did that a long time ago, and it was very nice. I can imagine that a lot of people never went back and paid their bill. I'm telling you, they just got up and ran for the fucking. Oh, cars. I bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. When that uh, pop up. Uh, yeah. Right. Or now you just got your dinner, right? You got you just got your linguine and clam sauce, and then and now downpour. Now your yeah. linguine and clam sauce is all watered down. You're not going to eat that. Why should I pay for it? Yeah. Amen. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so then, so this is the media. This is why I my eye twitches over <laughs> the media. There's two stories. They're back to back, and it one says, uh, "No evidence. Black Lives Matter protests cause COVID nineteen spike." Study says. Then right next to it, Oklahoma reports highest ever daily COVID-19 cases after Trump Tulsa rally. And what's interesting is that both of those articles from the same place, from Newsweek, were on the same day about one hour apart. So at 7.04 a.m., Oklahoma reports highest ever daily COVID-19 cases after Trump Tulsa rally. Bad Trump. Orange man bad. Then we got an hour and a half later. There's no evidence that Black Lives Matter protests caused any COVID-19 spike. All right, so here it is. This fucking virus is a genius. You know when Trump said, it's a, it's a genius virus, it's a very smart virus, he wasn't wrong. Because listen to what this virus does in Tulsa. There are counter-protesters there that were blocking everything so Trump supporters could not get into this venue right. to do this. Yeah. The virus knew, oh, wait a minute, they're protesting Trump. Okay, we won't go after them. This fucking virus only goes after people in red hats or wearing red, white, and blue flags on them or anything that says Trump. That virus goes after them. Anything that someone's wearing that has Black Lives Matter or you got a black uh, hoodie on and a helmet, you know, Antifa or anything like that, the virus passes over them. It's almost like back in the Bible where they put the blood of the lamb on the door. Jeez, I'm such a fucking heathen. I don't know which one they did. Did they put it on the door of the Jews so they didn't kill the Jews' kids? Or did they put it on the door of the non-Jewish people and then the, the angels of death went in there and killed all their kids? I forget how it worked out. But something like that. Look it up. As old people say all the time, Google it. 
Hey, you and I graduated high school without Google. Take that. Right. Bitches. Uh, Listen, I barely graduated high school. Barely graduated. Well, did you know that Biden's daughter was tested for COVID? This was interesting. Okay. Check this out. Biden actually thinks that this is uh, worth uh, telling the world. So here we go. My daughter has been tested. She was in Florida as a, uh, she's a social worker working with the Boys and Girls Club. She came home and before she could come home, she's been tested twice. uh, So to make sure she's clear and quarantined, she lives in Philadelphia, but so, uh, but I haven't yet. I have not been tested yet. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for that fascinating tidbit of useless information, you fucking jackass. So here's the thing that cracks me up. You want to to talk about somebody that's a sexist. I'm sorry, sexist. Joe Biden is your classic sexist. But Hunter Biden gets a job making $500,000 a year or a million dollars a year over in Ukraine. His daughter's got to be a social worker. What the fuck? It wasn't even a job. It was just a position on a board that he never had to show up for. In an industry that he has zero expertise or training in. Yeah, he's getting put on boards and making money hand over fist because he's mm-hmm. using the name Biden. His daughter, social worker. With the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. yeah. Right? Well, you know, if, if you, but if you vote Biden in, it's going to magically cure COVID. Don't you know that? I, listen, I honest to God think that that might be the case. I honest to God think that if that Biden... Uh, is elected in November that we will have a a vaccine or a cure or a treatment that makes us all go to fuck away the f- whatever the day after the election is. Well, I really think that Biden is the right man to run this country into the hands of globalists. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I said this was the last story, but this is how I honestly feel about this whole thing is that the powers to be, the people that run this world, the ones that aren't the politicians, the ones that pull the strings on the puppets that are the politicians, they are they were fucking terrified that Trump got into office because they couldn't stop it. They did everything they could to stop Trump getting into office, and he got into office, and they've done nothing. I've never seen another president attack like this president. And listen, I don't even like the fucking guy. I'm not a fucking fan of, of him at all. All right, whether he's a good president or not, I don't like the man Donald Trump. Now, has he done some good things? Yes. Has he done some bad things? Yes. It's not like there's a college course for how to be the president. No. You know, and and we, so you have to look at what he's done in the past and kind of base your expectations of him on what he's done in the past. And well, his past has been kind of bumpy at best. He might you know? be the only president that is worth less when he leaves office. Yeah. Than when he entered. Yeah. And you know what this is also doing? This is also showing anybody else that has the fucking money that thinks about running this to correct everything that's going on. This is a fucking lesson to them. You want this bullshit? See what we did to Trump? We'll do the same fucking thing to you. Look what they did to Bloomberg. He had all that money. Biden kind of gave a little. I hate that they took the word dog whistle. And, and used it for something that doesn't mean what I used to use it for. but To call a dog? <laughs> kind of gave a little bit of a hint here in this particular clip discussing how he's going to pick his VP. Quite interesting. It's at the end. <clears throat> Almost all of the women I'm considering have had some exposure to foreign policy and national, def- national defense issues, security issues. 
But that is not um, a minimum requirement. The requirement is that they have the intellectual capacity as well as the temperament, as well as the leadership qualities that lend to you, everyone to believe that they would be ready on day one to be president of the United States of America. There it is. There day it is. one. Because day one, they're kicking his ass to the curb. Yeah. Listen, we just need you to beat Trump. Well, he's a Trojan horse, John. Everybody's going to climb up in him, ride him into the Oval Office, and then climb out and say, all right, bud, uh, 25th Amendment invoked. See you later. Go go have your oatmeal and or whatever it is, and uh, catch you later, bud. I got to tell you, here's the thing that, that bothers me about this whole thing about Trump and Biden is that there is no choice. There really, really is, is not a choice. I mean, all the people that were running against Biden in the Democratic primary, to me, they must be kicking themselves in the ass right now. They're like, I gave up my fucking campaign for this? This bullshit? Do you really think that all of this rioting and protesting is really about... And everybody getting, you know, all these corporations and the media getting behind it and giving it a push, you know, and, and all that. Do you think it's for equality or do you think it's for revenge uh, against Trump? Honestly, what I think it is, it's to get back to the status. Listen, they were really, really happy fucking the uh, American public behind the scenes. They had... Uh, the media on their side, they had, you know, they, they could, they controlled the uh, information. They made people believe what they wanted them to believe. And then, You're talking about the Obama-Biden uh, I'm talking about just, no, I'm just talking about the world, okay? Oh. They loved turning, you know, just everybody, the, the, the congressmen and everything, they just loved screwing the people and not telling them how they were screwing them and making us work our balls off, and we couldn't even pay attention to it now. Yeah. But now they got Trump in office, and what they did was they, they pulled the curtain back and they showed everybody what they do when somebody crosses them. And people that, weren't, that aren't just orange man bad, those people that can actually look at things objectively, they're not blinded by <laughs> Trump's in a rage that they can't even comprehend what's going on here. The people that are in the middle are looking at this, which I call the silent majority, and they're like, holy fuck, look what the media is doing. Look how they're covering this. Look what they're saying about this. This is ridiculous. Just the story about that woman that had to pull the gun to get out of a parking lot because she was being yeah. you know, harassed, and who knows? You know, it, They already started banging on the car. You've seen time and time again where they punch a lady in the face, and next thing you know, she's on the ground, and they're kicking her and everything. They're kicking them and everything. She's like, I'm not going through this bullshit. They ain't getting me. And she pulled a gun and she backed everybody off. Now, all of a sudden, they're writing articles like she pulled a gun on. Like she she just was getting in her car, decided to pull a gun on three black women. No reason. Yeah, I mean, you don't do that. I mean, come hey, on. I hey, did that like three days you ago. You black people, you get away from my car. Like, six feet. Six just, feet of distance. That's just Wednesdays around my house. And then the, the way they treat Trump. I mean, they, they put the evidence out there for... You know, what's going on? And people look at this and they're like, there's, there's nothing to see here. Unless you're blinded by rage and you hate Trump so bad that, you know, it doesn't matter. You're looking for anything to get him out of office. I don't like the guy. If you put a gun to my head and say pick between Trump and Biden, I got to pick Trump. The only reason is because, first of all, we don't even know who Biden's picking for as a vice president. That's number one. And number two, I wouldn't even let Biden 
drive my kids to the store. Biden doesn't pick his VP. It's going to be picked for. Well, okay, him, but yeah, fine. But I mean, it, the, the illusion <laughs> of him picking a VP. Yeah. Uh, it was Rick. Hey, I'll go back to when McCain ran against uh, Obama. And McCain picked that nitwit from Alaska. Don't get me wrong. Gorgeous woman. Nice set yeah. of cans. Yeah, Mill. Loved her. Yeah. But do I want her running the country? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I had to vote for I had to vote for Obama. Yeah. And uh, I have friends of mine that still won't let me live that down. But I don't care because I felt like I I picked the right candidate. And between the two of them, I think I did, to be quite honest with you. But the thing is, it's a status quo over there in, in Washington. They got their own set of rules. They make everything, you know, it's all tipped. The Like George Carlin says, the the playing field is not level. It's not going well, to be level. It's a big club, and we aren't in it. You're, it's a big club, and you're not in it. That's right. That's exactly what he said. I kind of want to share this. These are two clips that I think are very important uh, you need to hear. And they come from uh, a South Carolina news source. It's like one contradicts the other, but they're from the same news story. It's so crazy. So here's clip one. These numbers may not mean uh, or look like what they seem. That DHEC data shows that as of today, 94.7% of hospital beds in Anderson County are currently in use. Anderson is followed by Lexington County in second place at 88.2% and Sumter County in third at 87.6%. It is important to note that according to AnMed Hospital, these numbers are based on staffed bed counts, not total capacity. AnMed is currently only in phase one of COVID response, meaning that if AnMed met needed to increase available beds and move to phase two that easily could i'm listening to that clip right there and i'm like holy shit there's not that many beds left so if there's a problem problem being able to treat people that come in there yeah. so that to me that clip says we're in a shitload of trouble <clears throat> and that's in the beginning of the story correct yeah but that there at the end of that particular clip he said but that but the hospital says that that's just phase one of their beds they have an entire other phase of beds phase two of open beds that aren't being used right now they're only using this particular group of beds they have like different floors okay they've only got floor two open right now for COVID 19 but they still have floors three and four that aren't even being used right now they're being kept clean shut down right so but when you listen to that it makes it sound like we're in a lot of trouble that we need to that we need to try to stop well, yeah, the spread. Ninety four point seven percent. But there's other capacity. floors that are still. Is there another clip? That, right. There's another clip to go along. With yes, that? here's the other clip where you get to hear. I think it's from the CEO or some uh, spokesperson from that particular medical facility. So it appears that you know ninety percent of, 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 of the hospital, you know, or, or of the beds that's possibly available for COVID patients is occupied. Well, that's actually not accurate. What it means is, is the current phase that that the hospital is in has a ninety percent uh, occupancy for for that particular phase. According to AnMed Hospital, COVID nineteen patients only make up about six percent of all six. current. Patients and men released this statement at WIFF News 4 regarding the numbers, saying in part, when our census dropped significantly at the beginning of the COVID-19 outbreak, we appropriately reduced the number of staff beds we report. The fact that our occupancy is high means we are doing a good job of matching our resources to the level of demand during this crisis. Of course, you just heard McMaster mention how we need and want more people to start wearing masks and social distancing here in South Carolina. The people of Anderson County reiterating that same idea. So it's it's normal for a hospital 
to have their beds full. It's like a restaurant having, uh, having diners at every table. They want that. That's what they plan. Different and, sections. and when they, they know what their capacity is. Okay. So they'll shut off certain sections for lunch because they don't get that busy. So they don't want that being dirtied up or anybody going in there. Right. Well, that's what they're doing at these hospitals, man. And they're doing. And then the way that guy reported that was, it's like, oh, we're at ninety six. So people are like, oh my god. And then and they didn't even listen to the last part of that. Yeah. And it's only six percent. Right. And that's how they write these stories. COVID patients. Right. The six percent. Six. Six out of that ninety four percent of used up beds of phase one beds, which we don't know the number of that. It could be. 80 beds, 100 beds, 300 beds. We don't know, but only 6% of them are COVID patients because this current version of COVID as it, as it's morphed, uh, since, you know, January, February, whatever, um, it, it's not doing the, it's not taking people down through there. Like, like, like when I had it back in January, it took me down through there pretty hard. I, I was Greg, I'm very grateful that I got to go through it here at my home and not have to go to a hospital where I risk getting a staph infection, et cetera, et cetera, and a high medical bill. But now when you get it, most people, it's not kicking your ass as hard. Well, that's because younger people are getting it. You know why? Because people that really would it would take out, people like me, we're not going anywhere. You could open up the movie theaters tomorrow, okay? I'm not going. Even yeah. though Top Gun 2, The Return of Maverick, or whatever that's called, is coming out, and I couldn't wait to see that movie. I was going to go see that movie. If that was out in the theaters, I would wait until it came to where I'm, the people that know that they have a chance of dying from this are hunkering down on the most part. There are some people, I guess, that can't because they got to go to work or whatever and they do what they can to uh, protect themselves through you know, masks and washing hands and stuff like that. And unfortunately, some of these younger kids that get it, they're going to you know, have an underlying problem that they didn't know about it and they're probably going to die from it. Now, when I say that, it's not even like a, a point. I forget how much. It's, it's ridiculously low in people that are under the age of 45 that die from this. States that are controlled by Democrats and the areas are controlled by Democrats are just locking people in, and they're not having any of it. Uh, A friend of mine, Uncle Randy, that motherfucker's running for governor of Georgia, and he's fucking serious about running for governor. Is he going to make it? Mm, Of course not. (laughs) It'd it'd be nice. I would like... To live in a world where somebody that has put out the content that Uncle Randy has could still go through a general election and, and, and come out ahead. Listen. But something tells me that all of that's going to be used against them. Just tell you and, something uh, right now. Uncle Randy has some pictures out there already that disqualifies him from being in any kind of political position. I love Uncle Randy. His yeah. podcast is the Married AF podcast. Love him. But he ain't going to be no good. You know, we graduated from the same high school. You did? Yes. How about that? Not the same. You, ten years ten apart. Ten years apart. Oh, wow. Ten years apart. So that's crazy. I'm that much older than Uncle Randy? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Tractor Larry, too. I, n- I never knew the guy, but yeah, he lives here, too, where I live. So. <laughs> oh, independent podcasters. Got to love them. You yeah. can't swing a dead cat without hitting an independent podcaster. Nope. Well, I, you know, um, we were going to do, was it Almy show or, or something the, uh, last night when something fell through. But one of the things I was going to ask him is that, cause I understand he has a, a young daughter, uh, recently born within a, probably what now, six, eight months old. Oh, 
Yeah, probably. Maybe. Probably about that. Yes. And I was going to ask her, so what's the name of her podcast? Yeah. Because I, th- I think they give you that now when you get the social security number, they, get, they give you the name of your kid's podcast. You get an RSS feed and a social security number. Here's the funny <laughs> thing. My kids have access to all my equipment. They could come over and start a podcast anytime they want it. They, have yeah. not, they want nothing to do with it. Nothing. Well, they don't want to give you COVID. Jim. No, no. This was before COVID. You know, I, I know. I was I, just trying to make you feel good. No, they just your kids don't. Whatever your kids, whenever you're into, your kids will not be usually usually not be into the same thing. I find. But I bet they watch tw- Twitch gamers twenty four hours exactly. a day. They'll, they'll they'll broadcast on Twitch, right? Watching. They'll people. make TikTok videos. Yeah. They'll put yeah. stuff out on Instagram and stuff like that. But a podcast, <clears> they don't want to talk, which is fine. I don't care. And then someone who's parents are really guarded that don't want to put a lot of information out there and all their kids will want to start a podcast and their parents will be like you can't say that oh my god you can't do that sir are you a podcaster yes well okay uh, what's the name of the child and do you want an rss feed right now would you like to wait mm, i think well, hmm, i don't know let's, let's wait and see if we don't even know what gender she's going to be so we'll wait and which uh podcast host would you like them to be with they're going to ask you that before, like, insurance. My daughter <laughs> like, will not be uh, co-hosting. My daughter will be doing a solo podcast because she's that special. All right. Well, I think we've yammered on enough. How about you? Yes. Have fun editing this one there. It's Mr. just not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. So, <laughs> well, like, you know, we're, we're dialing it in. We're, we've added audio clips now. Mm-hmm. Only episode two, and we've already introduced, you know, a new a new. Um, segment whatever the fuck you want to call segment? it segment <laughs> is that what you're talking uh, well a new a new um addition which would be audio clips <laughs> we're so. doing boomer uh what is it i can't even do see there, there you go. go it's uh what is the thing when you can't say a word it's a game oh we're doing boomer charades now right so you start yeah, talking it. yeah my arms are yeah we're are waving yeah, yeah you can't say that on a podcast so yeah boomers yeah. We, what happens is we see something but it, the word won't come to our mind so what we do is we start acting it out like we're playing charades i love boomer charades uh when i'm someone else is doing it like i get to guess i love that but when i have a mind lock up and i can't think of the word i hate giving the clues for boomer charades in my defense we we started if my math is correct, we started recording around nine forty-five my time, and that's just uh, too early in the morning for me to. Oh, is it? Well, I, I, no, I was, I'm not hating. I was awake. I was up. I've been up for hours, but uh, my brain is usually more on point in the early afternoon. Huh. Like after, it's like for me. I, of course, this is the you know weekend. It's Independence Day, but um, normally we would do this during the week, and after. In the early afternoon, I've I have this sense of accomplishment because I've already done my work for the day and I'm back home. I've already made a pretty good amount of money. All my work obligations are taken care of, and I feel really good. I'm a lot more energetic and ready to go and do a podcast. See, I you know what I mean. The more angry I am, the more on point I am. Like when I my anger fires my brain up like nothing else. Like when I'm oh, angry, if, I can fire off and say different things and but when i'm really really mad look the fuck out. if i can figure out where to find the the nightly news without all the damn commercials i want i'm gonna pull that up and just react to it for the boomer bob show because i can spend an entire episode just doing that just just flipping out because when it's on my television i'm in there walking around in my freaking dining room going what the f- are you stupid come on it is funny you could actually do something like that 
Uh, and that's not a bad idea. And here's the thing. Bob does have another show. Bob, is, he has his own monologue podcast. It's called The Boomer Bob Show. I'll put a link to it in the show notes here. I appreciate that. And I also have another podcast called Hate to Wait. It's where I talk with a co-host. She has lost about 100 pounds. I'm still trying to lose 10. We've been doing this for two years. <laughs> get to COVID. You're going to lose like 50. <laughs> I don't want to get to COVID. I'm afraid of the COVID. I know you Listen, I'm afraid of the COVID. All right. I understand. Well, listen, if you're still listening, then you must be a fan. And I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast if you found this on social media and you're listening. We would like it if you went to either your podcast player of choice and subscribe to the show because you'll get every episode as we release them. If you want to talk to us about anything we've talked to on the show, you can get a hold of us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Pod. And if you don't have any of that stuff and you still want to call us, if you're a boomer like us, we have a voicemail number for you. It's 856-599-8558. Or you can go to the emails on the interwebs and email us at bullhornpod at gmail.com. All right, Bob, we've done another one. We've said it You're all. You're exactly right. <laughs> Can I have it wherever that guy's voice isn't on our podcast? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. This hey. show is just all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you can clip that for your No, I, no, he's fine. Uh, that is um, <laughs> that is Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, which I'm W-A-T-P. sure. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P, which I'm sure uh, they will be pulling this podcast up, and we will be a tease of the week soon. I'll tell you more about that later. Right? Oh, he Off better mind. not. Because, uh, listen, I'm not that far from Rochester. Carl, I'm not far from Rochester. I will drive up there. You knew, Carl, I have a unique set of skills. As uh, Stuttering John says it, Rochester. Rochester. We'll talk to you next week. The power of edit. That's it. I'm just getting into it.